everyone and welcome back to Spill the Kriti. Today I have a very, very exciting episode. I'm so excited for this. I literally cannot stop having a smile on my face um, because as some of you know, I absolutely love traveling. I mean, who who doesn't love traveling? But like I love traveling and I love learning about different cultures and going outside of the United States to try to catch on to local languages if I'm not familiar with them and trying out new foods, of course. But luckily, I've had the best opportunity to practice my Spanish. And if you don't know, a lot of people do know this who are close with me, that Spanish is one of my favorite things to learn at school. I'm always so excited for Spanish class. I'm such a nerd for Spanish. And I'm so happy that I've been learning it for about five years now just in school. So I've had the best opportunity to practice it through the summer. So basically the summer, I was fortunate enough to virtually travel. It normally would have been like a three to four week program in person. Um, but obviously that cannot happen due to COVID-19. And I was going vir- to travel to Argentina and Chile through the Youth Ambassadors Program, which is basically a foreign exchange program funded by the U.S. Department of State. And it's affiliated with Georgetown University. Amigos International and World Learning. And as a part of the program, I've had the best time virtually, of course, staying with my host family who are from Neuquén, Argentina. And I thought it would be so cool to learn about their culture and lifestyles there. And I've been able to ask them so many questions and be taken on virtual tours and cook with them on Zoom. But I also wanted to share some of that all the knowledge that I learned about their lifestyles there with everyone that's listening to my podcast. So for this episode, it's basically going to be an episode in Spanish, which is so cool to me. And it's an interview with the Riquelme family, who is my host family based in Argentina. Um, But don't worry, if you don't know any Spanish or you don't speak it, I mean, to be honest, I'm not fluent in any way. I just learn it at school. I've included translations in the conversation. So without further ado, let's get started. Hola, ¿cómo están? Hola. Bien, ¿vos cómo estás? Oh, estoy bien. ¿Pueden hablarme de ustedes sobre quiénes son y algo más? Yo soy Luciana, tengo 18 años. Estoy estudiando la carrera de leyes, abogacía, se dice acá, derecho. Eh, y no, no sé qué más se puede decir. Yo, <risa> eh, soy Sandra Waikifil, es mi apellido, es un apellido mapuche, por eso es medio difícil, eh, es medio difícil que puedas pronunciarlo. Y tengo 45 años, tengo dos hijas, Luciana Daniela, mi esposo Daniel, soy repostera, trabajo desde en casa porque no, no trabajo afuera, trabajo desde, desde mi casa y bueno, estamos haciendo un emprendimiento de, de poner algo un negocio, no sabemos si repostería, cocina, pero algo vamos a, a poner. So I first asked both of them to introduce themselves and share any facts about themselves if they wanted to. So the first person who spoke was Luciana. She's 18 years old. She's the eldest daughter of the family, of the Raquel May family. And she currently studies at university on the track to become a lawyer. So she likes learning about advocacy and rights and all of that cool information. And then the next person who spoke was Sandra, who is the mom, and she basically said she has two daughters, Luciana, who is already on the call, and then another daughter named Daniela, who's 13 years old, and her spouse's name is Daniel. She also said that 
she works at home and she's a pastry chef and they're currently undertaking some sort of project in their house at the moment. Muy bien, gracias. Um, primer pregunta, ¿cuál es su lugar favorito en Patagonia y por qué? En la Patagonia, bueno, aparte de Neuquén, capital, que es donde vivimos, eh, Villa Langostura me encanta. Me gusta mucho Villa Langostura, porque es, es muy tranquilo, pero a la vez está todo cerca, me, me gusta un montón. A mí me gusta, bueno, Neuquén Capital, primero, es nuestro lugar eh, acá, así que nos gusta mucho. Después me gusta Villa Langostura y San Martín. Entre Villa Langostura y San Martín estoy ahí medio como que... Me gusta más San Martín, lo encontré más lindo, es como un poquito más grande, tiene más locales, entonces es como más lindo que Villa. Villa es muy chiquito. Villa son como tres cuadras. Tres cuadras, ¿no? claro. Tres cuadras. Hay un supermercado, una estación de policía, una comisaría y, y nada más. Claro, y en San Martín tenés los lagos, todo muy cerca, entonces muy hermoso San Martín de los Santos. Oh, ¿todo están en San Martín? So the Rihelme family lives in Neuquén, which is the capital of the Patagonia province in Argentina. So my first question to them was what their favorite part or city in the Patagonia province was. So first, Luciana answered that um, where they live, which is called Via La Angostura, is her favorite place because it's very peaceful there and everything that she likes to go to is very close. Everything is very close by in that part of the city. So that's her favorite part. And then Sandra says that she really likes Neuquén, um, that specific city that Luciana was talking about before. But she talks about how she likes a place called San Martín more. Um, she says it's more prettier and it's a little bit bigger um, because it has a lot more premises. It's very pretty and very bright. Um, it's pretty small as well. Uh, she said, both of them actually said that it's only three blocks big and there's like a supermarket and a police station. Apart from that, there's a lot of lakes nearby, but it's a very small city as well. So, por favor, dime más sobre la cultura y la comida de Argentina, sobre los cantantes, festivales, días festivos y cualquier cosa. Acá en Argentina los días festivos tienen como una comida muy en particular, muy mm. típica. Muy como muy típica que prácticamente a veces se come solamente ese día. Por oh. ejemplo, hay algo que se llama locro, que es como... ¿Una sopa? Legumbres. De, pero de muchas legumbres, porotos, alve, alve, al, arvejas, 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 eso. Se cocinan todos los días patrios, el primero de mayo, 25 de mayo, 9 de julio, el 20 de junio, el día de la bandera. Eh, los días patrios se come eso, tortas fritas, pastelitos, pastelitos. churros, asado. Sí. El asado argentino es el asado más rico que vas a poder probar en todo el mundo, es el argentino. Ah, oh, okay. Una tipo barbecue. Barbecue, sí. Pero no, porque acá lo hacen con carbón, leña y todo el tema. Oh, mucho, um, mucho carne. De sí, todo. También de todo, pollo, oh, okay. carne, chorizo, chorizo todo. 
Ah, okay. So my next question was pretty open-ended. I just asked both of them to talk about Argentinian culture, and it could be about anything. I asked about food, holidays, festivals, singers, and yeah, they went on to talk about pretty much every aspect of that. So first they focused on like holiday and food kind of combined together. So they first said that a lot of the foods were eaten on very specific days, for example, like a specific day in May, June, or July, and they would have this very specific soup that had a lot of legumes and beans in it, and then they would eat traditional dishes like torta fritas and churros and this kind of like similar barbecue called asado, but they pretty much cook everything. I learned about it from not only them, but other families as well, and they pretty much cook like every type of meat. I think there's a really big emphasis on um, beef, and they cook a lot of parts of the cow, and I'll just leave it at that, but the asado barbecue is very, very big in Argentinian culture, and um, Luciana basically said that even though it's considered like a barbecue to us, it's a lot more than that um, for them. And it's not really what a typical barbecue in the U.S. would be like. Um, ¿Qué dulces? Dulces. Eh... La torta. La torta. Torta, chocolate torta. And the next, I just asked about sweets or dulces. Um, and basically, they said like the main sweet dish that they ate was the torta and a specific type of torta that I actually got to make with them, which was a really cool experience, was called choco torta. So they it's actually very simple to make. Um, they had like dulce de leche and cream cheese and um, chocolate cookies. And you basically layer the cookies on top of each other and you have like a dulce de leche and cream cheese filling in between. And then you refrigerate it and it kind of creates like a cold cake kind of thing. So apparently that's a dish that they make a lot and sometimes they'll put alcohol or something else in it to kind of change the flavor or make it more tangy, I guess. ¿Y los cantantes? Abel Pinto. Abel Pintos. Pinto. Abel Pinto canta muy lindo. Ah. Si buscas canciones de Abel Pinto, te va a encantar. Obvio, igual él se usa mucho en la cumbia, el cuarteto. Cuarteto es un tipo de música de Córdoba, que es otra provincia argentina. Ah, ok. ¿Muchas personas bailan a la música? Sí, okay. sí, sí. sí. Cuarteto, el cuarteto es muy conocido y la cumbia también es muy conocida. Ah. So next I asked about singers as a follow-up question. And Sandra and Luciana really like Pintos which I believe is a singer in Argentina, and they think that um, Pinto sings very pretty. And Luciana also said another huge style of music in Argentina, especially in Córdoba, which is another city there, is Cuarteto, which is the quartets, basically. So they have their own musical style of singing in quartets for people. And a lot of people dance that music as well. So the Cuartetos eventually was able to form like a specific type of dance that had a lot of um, Spanish roots in them as well. So me gusta el mate. Y yo sé que el mate es muy popular en Argentina. En tu familia pueden decirme sobre las tradiciones del mate? Eh, tradiciones del mate. Ella no toma mucho mate. Yo tomo más té. Pero me gusta el mate con amigos. Con la, cuando estamos con más gente, sí, tomo mate. Pero así de prepararme sola, el no mate toma. sola, yo no tomo mate. 
Para estudiar se usa mucho el mate también. Yo capaz que estoy estudiando a veces y estoy tomando mate o viendo clases virtuales y tomo mate. So my next question is actually about mate, which is an Argentinian tea. And I got to try mate, like traditional mate, not the canned ones. Um, a few weeks ago, they sent it over. They sent in the bombilla, which is like the straw with the filter at the end to prevent the prevent you from drinking the leaves itself. And then you get the actual cup, um, the wooden cup that you get to drink the mate in. And I got to learn about a lot of cool traditions that various families have. Um, for example, some families I know, like the last person who has to go fill up the water for the next round of mate is supposed to be the next person to get married. And there's a lot of cool traditions like that that vary in a family-to-family -family basis. So I was wondering if the Dikelmes had anything in particular that they believe in when it comes to drinking mate. And I believe that there wasn't anything specific that they had in their family, but they were saying that's a really big thing that they drink with their friends in a pastime. And sometimes, this wasn't in this specific conversation, but sometimes they'll add like juices or some flavor to the tea as well. And Luciana specifically, since she's studying in university right now, was saying that it's a very big thing that she drinks while she's studying. And it was something that she drank a lot during virtual classes as well when she was at home. Pueden ustedes describir un día perfecto en Neuquén? Que no haya viento. Lo primero. Pero que no haya viento. Que esté como lindo. La primavera. La primavera, puede ser un domingo de primavera que hayamos... Que florecen ya los árboles, entonces ya es más lindo. Porque ahora, por ejemplo, la época invernal, otoño, invierno... Es re feo. Es muy feo porque los árboles están claro. todos pelados, están todos tristes. En cambio ya en la época de primavera, que es en un mes más, en septiembre, los domingos, tipo un domingo que estamos juntos con toda la familia, comemos asado, después comemos torta, postre, cualquier tipo de postre que te puedas imaginar. Y después, qué sé yo, a veces vamos al paseo de la costa. So I asked Luciana and Sandra to describe a perfect day in Neuquén. And first of all, they were saying that right now it is winter because they live below the equator, so the seasons are flipped. And they said in the winter, the trees look very sad and it's very ugly where they live. But a perfect day would definitely be in the spring because all the trees are bloomed and the mountains look very pretty nearby. Um, so that was one aspect that they said would be a perfect day in Neuquén. And then second, Luciana was saying that It, a perfect day would be on a Sunday and she would gather around all of her family and they would eat dessert and then go to the coast afterwards. I like uh, La Ruta de uh, Siete Lagos, ¿sí? Ah, sí, pero a nosotros nos queda lejos la Ruta de los Siete Lagos. Son como 500 kilómetros de acá. Unas 5 o 6 horas de viaje en auto. Uh, hay uh, muchas montañas también. Sí, todo cordillera. Todo cordillera, todo verde, todo el camino es verde. ¿Viven en las montañas, tu familia? No, 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 no. seco, el desierto. Nosotros, nosotros acá en Neuquén tenemos Ríos. montañas, pero le decimos barras, ah, que ajá. es tierra, todo, todo seco, tierra, seco. no hay nada acá. So a while ago, Luciana was telling me about this root of seven lakes which is a very nice scenic route in argentina so i was asking them a little bit more about that and 
essentially that route has like a very nice view of seven lakes that's why it's called la ruta de siete lagos and it's about a hundred kilometers um i think it goes north to south it goes vertically so that's an area that's really nice that sandra was talking about a lot and secondly i was asking them about the mountains because specifically in the patagonia province there are a lot of mountains there and yes she confirmed that and they're very green and a very nice scenic route to walk along and i was asking if they lived in the mountains because they do live in the capital and they don't um they both said that there are a lot of rivers and lakes nearby um but where they specifically live in is just like plain dirt not really any of um the mountains even though it surrounds them a lot as well es como bien desértico sí, sí es bien, bien desierto. desierto sí y ahí sí hay manzana acá en Neuquén es mucho de manzana verde y peras. roja peras y uh, um, acá este del país la provincia donde más ricas manzanas se da se daban ahora quizás no mucho pero en su época era la manzana Neuquén el río Neuquén y el río Negro y ciruelas también las mejores manzanas. and then the last thing Sandra was just talking about um, specifically because their city, Neuquén, is a very big agricultural city. So she was saying they have a lot of red and green apples, and then Luciana was saying that they have a lot of pears there as well that they grow. And they were both saying that those apples are the best apples that they've ever had. So that's obviously very cool to learn. I wanted to thank Sandra and Luciana for joining my podcast. I definitely had so much fun learning about Argentinian culture and their favorite parts of where they live in and what's very important for them when they're living in Argentina right now. Obviously, this 10-minute little blurb is a very little portion of what I was able to learn, and I'm so thankful for this opportunity. And I've got to spend a lot of time with them. I got to make choco torta like I was talking about previously in one of the translation parts and they taught me the mom Sandra actually taught me how to make traditional Argentinian bread el pan casero and I got to watch tv with them and go on virtual tours around Argentina and Neuquén so that was obviously a very cool experience and I'm so happy that they were able to join this podcast and share their culture with the rest of you so with that being said Let's get into the tea of the week. As this week's episode is called Montañas Argentinas y Yerba Mate, we're going to be talking about mate, yerba mate tea. I talked about this a little bit before in the episode, um, mostly because there is such a big cultural significance of mate tea when it comes to Argentina specifically, and I'm sure a lot of other South American countries as well. And Um, there's a lot of cool parts to it. I got to learn the technique of how to pour the water correctly, and it's it's really cool. So there's three parts to mate tea. So first, there's the mate, which is the gourd, like the cup that you drink it in. Second is the bombilla, which is that straw that basically filters out those leaves so you don't drink the leaves. And then finally, you just need like hot water, but there's like a specific temperature. I'm pretty sure it's not supposed to, but it's not supposed to go past 80 degrees Celsius or something near that temperature um, because you're not supposed to drink it like boiling hot and there's like various techniques on how you're supposed to pour it and then you obviously have the ceviche tea leaves um, but regarding the benefits apart from those really cool family traditions that I was kind of talking a little bit about before it's really rich in antioxidants and nutrients which is nice because 
people in Argentina specifically, they drink it a lot, a lot, <laughs> every single day. Um, something that I noticed when I drink it is that it has a really, really big caffeine boost. There's a lot of caffeine in that tea and it kind of gave me the jitters, but for people who are used to it, it's said to really improve like your focus and your physical performance, um, especially when you're doing sports and it can help reduce fatigue and other stuff like that. It can also curb against infections and other bad sicknesses as well. So those are definitely all the benefits that you see pretty much across a lot of teas. But mate specifically is really cool to me because you you there's there's a huge cultural significance behind it, and I I think that's awesome. The good part is that mate is very widely accessible, and I encourage everyone to try it very authentically. Um, like buy the mate, buy the bombilla, buy the ceviche leaves and try it out yourself. I think it's a really cool opportunity and it's it's really fun. It tastes kind of bitter, but it's really, really good. Um, so that's pretty much the end of this episode. I hope you all learned something about Argentinian culture. Um, I definitely had a lot of time learning from the Riquelmes and I hope you all got something out of this. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and make sure to look out for the next one.